You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. All right, Buffalo Bills fans, welcome to another episode of Breaking Buffalo Rumblings. Anthony Marino, happy to be here with you once again, talking everything Buffalo Bills. Recording this Saturday morning, kind of a bonus episode, just had some stuff on my mind, figured I would check in with everybody as uh, the draft is just a, a number of days away. And what I wanted to talk to you about is kind of the the buzz around the draft, or I guess I would call more of the lack of buzz around the draft, at least as it seems in the world of the Buffalo Bills and fans of the Buffalo Bills. I mean, each and every day, if you go onto social media, of course, there's there's plenty of takes and thoughts around mock drafts and prospects the Bills could be checking out. And that's always a lot of fun. It's it's great interacting with people. Um, you guys know I do different mock drafts, either on Twitter or mocking the draft. Try to look at different scenarios. But as I say, always, because it's just, it's fun, right? It's something fun to do leading up to the draft. You kind of get to know these prospects a bit more, see what they are all about, how they could fit in with the Bills. And of course, when you're picking at number 30 in the first round, there's a lot of options that you're considering. There's a lot of guys that you can take a look at and say to yourself, hey, you know, is this someone I would like to see in Buffalo? And gosh, this year it seems like there's, I don't know, 15 or 20 names that the Bills could actually select at pick 20. That wouldn't be that much of a surprise, right? There's probably five or six defensive end edge rushers that the Bills, you know, if they were available at pick 30 and they selected, you would probably be okay with. Um, Maybe they end up taking one of those top running backs, someone like a Travis Etienne or a Najee Harris. Uh, Of course, when you talk about cornerbacks, there's probably four or five guys there that could be an option at 30 for the Bills. That could be a first-round pick. And that doesn't even get to any of the offensive linemen. And we know how the Bills like to build depth there. Anyone on the interior defensive line or any wide receiver. So there's a lot of options. And the, the point that I'm trying to make is, right, with so many options, there definitely is not a consensus amongst Bills fans. And that part is fine. I mean, I think even looking back to the 2020 draft, and this was before the Bills made the trade of their first round pick along with some others to get Stefan Diggs, there was there was a consensus amongst Bills fans that they needed to add a wide receiver, right? There was a lot of conversation about guys like Jalen Rager and a lot of conversation around guys like Justin Jefferson. To a lesser extent, maybe a defensive end. Was A.J. Epinesa going to be a first-round pick, a Caleb on chase on, or even a cornerback as an option? But it, it seemed like there was a lot of consensus, a lot of focus around the wide receivers until that trade took place for Stefan Diggs. And this year, there just seems to be a lack of buzz, a lack of consensus, and I don't know what that is. You know, part of me thinks, is, is this what it's like when your team is a Super Bowl contender? And uh, the draft is just that much less important. 
than it has been in in previous years, right? You're not looking for that savior really for the Bills right now. You're you're looking for a lot of depth. Even at pick 30, it might be a depth pick unless you draft a cornerback. That's probably the one position where you could say, all right, maybe if they, you know, draft someone at 30, that person could come in and be the starter from day one. Maybe if they go with a Creed Humphrey or a Landon Dickerson at 30, one of those two guys could step in and be a starter at guard if they have a really impressive camp. But I would not expect them when you've got guys like Cody Ford and John Feliciano on the roster. But there's just not that buzz. And I don't know if it's just because there's a lack of consensus, if it's because you're picking late. Um, the other piece that I am curious about is, you know, is this what the uh, the draft season looks like when you don't have those player visits taking place, right? So there's no fans chiming in that, hey, I saw this guy in the airport um, on his way into Buffalo or players posting pics of, you know, on the plane and, and looking out the window and seeing the Buffalo skyline, letting you know that, that they're in Buffalo for a pre-draft visit. There's no pre-draft visits this year. Everything is done over Zoom. So you don't get any of that buzz, right? There's no speculation of, oh my gosh, Quiddy Pay is on his way to Buffalo for a pre-draft visit. That would really get people excited. It's Quiddy Pay could be a great fit with the Bills. He's one of these five defensive ends, but maybe it's him. Maybe it's Jalen Phillips. Maybe it's Aziz Ojolari. Maybe it's Jason Owe. You know, it's it's just you don't get that type of speculation this year. The other piece certainly lacking, the NFL Combine. The Combine was always that place. And as Bills fans, we would always be fortunate that so many of the, the beat writers that cover the team would go to Indianapolis each year to spend that time. And yeah, it's a little bit less about um, what they ran the forty in the the you know the the testing that they do. I mean, certainly that can be fun to watch sometimes, or you get some ooh and ah type of moments. But for the most part, right, it's them doing the interviews with the players, getting more information directly from them on who they have met with or who they are planning to visit. Again, tying into that, but also kind of that rumor mill going. Right. They're in Indianapolis for a few days. And um, again, you get guys like Matthew Fairburn and Joe Biscaglia from The Athletic, Sal Capaccio from WGR, um, Matt Perino from NewYorkUpstate.com, everybody from the Buffalo News. Right. They're all in Indianapolis and you're spending that time with insiders from across the NFL, other reporters from across the league. And you can get a little bit more of that, you know, call it the after hours gossip taking place and what it is that you're hearing and what's some of the buzz and who likes who. And usually out of the combine, there would just be a whirlwind. I mean, this would also tie into free agency, but you would see a lot of that draft conversation take place. Well, again, you couple no pre-draft visits with no combine. And here we are with, um, I don't even want to say no consensus, but just no, um, there's no rumors there, right? It's like, okay, here we are five days from the draft and there's really nothing out there. Like not even a, not even a, a stretch rumor, not a Jason LaConfora, a Jay Glazer, any of these pieces. I mean, you talk about rumors, so much of it is tied into uh, the number three and four pick 
what the 49ers will do, what the Falcons will do, and so much being dictated after that. I think even when you talk about that lack of a consensus, um, the guys at WGR on uh, the Chopin the Bulldog show on Friday, you know, they went through their mock draft and they had four guys that could not come to a consensus on what the Bills pick would be, right? So you've got the Bills picking at 30. Bulldog went with Travis Etienne. We know that he has been on that train. Joe DiBiase went with Rondell Moore, the wide receiver from Purdue. Um, maybe would feel like a bit of a reach, but I think uh, you know an exciting playmaker if the Bills were going to go in that direction. Nate Geary went with Asante Samuel Jr., the cornerback from Florida State. Seems to be coming more of a, uh, a favorite of, of Bills fans, at least from what I'm seeing on Twitter and in different spots. And Sal Capaccio had Landon Dickerson, the offensive lineman, out of Alabama. And my point is, right, I mean, you've got four guys here that, you know, professionally follow the team, came not just with four different prospects, but came with four different positions. And then I throw on top of it, Joe Biscaglia was part of the writer's mock draft for The Athletic, and he had the Bills trading up, sending picks 30 and 93 to the Steelers for picks number 24 and 128 to take Quiddy Pay from Michigan. So here we are, right? You've got five different guys that cover the Bills, five different positions, right? Because no one at WGR went with one of the edge rushers. And you can look at any of these players or at least any of these positions, right? Maybe ATN isn't your first pick for the running backs. You're more of a Najee Harris guy, but it's like, okay, you can see running back is something to upgrade. Rondell Moore, maybe that's not the guy that you would want at wide receiver, but if they went with a Kadarius Tony, maybe with a Terrace Marshall or even an Elijah Moore, a popular name, right? As of late, a guy I would say that is rising up of draft boards. Okay. Same thing with Asante Samuel Jr. Are you going with him or are you going with someone like an Eric Stokes from Georgia and then Landon Dickerson, an interior offensive lineman? Maybe it's him. Maybe it's a Creed Humphrey. I think you get the point I'm trying to make, right? Sometimes it's less even about that exact guy and maybe swap out that guy with your pick. And then, of course, Pascalia goes with the, the edge defender. And I'm not saying that all these players are the same. But that's where we're at at this point, right? There's two or three running backs that you could look at and say, man, they could be an option at three or 30, even if you are so against the idea of drafting a running back. Four or five wide receivers, four or five cornerbacks, maybe three or four offensive linemen, and then a handful of edge defenders. By the time you're all said and done, you're up to like 15, 20 prospects. That doesn't even include any safeties, if that's something where the Bills would look to add depth. My point is, it's just nobody knows. And I think when you're like five days out, it's not to say that we've known in the past, but it just feels different this year. And it's hard for me to put a finger on it. I was chatting back and forth with Bruce Nolan and Matt Warren uh, just the other day, kind of about this, asking, like, does it feel a little different? Um, And again, is this what (laughs) it's like? When your team is good and the draft is an opportunity for you to get better, but to go from, you know, I'll say really good to potentially great, as opposed to going from kind of good to good, right? Because I think that's what you would look at 
with the Bills, even if you look at back to the 2020 draft. You know, you didn't have a first-round pick, so you added Stefan Diggs, right? So you treat him as like your first-round pick. That's great. Then you add Epinesa, you add Zach Moss, Gabriel Davis, Tyler Bass, Jake Fromm, Isaiah Hodgins, Dane Jackson. You know, you look at that draft class. I mean, Fromm, obviously, seen nothing from, and you know, and you hope you don't have to see anything from him, right? As a third-string quarterback, um, him getting playing time is the the last thing we would want to see in this season. Isaiah Hodgins on the injured reserve. Tyler Bass obviously winning the kitchen, the kicking job. Dane Jackson flashing in a couple games, someone that we know Brandon Bean sees some potential for, as he mentioned with Chris Collinsworth and Richard Sherman. Gabriel Davis certainly made an impact as a rookie, which was fantastic. Zach Moss, we saw enough flashes from him to think, like, does the team you know, not even have to look at running back in any way, shape, or form? in this draft, but certainly room for growth. And the same with A.J. Epinesa, you know, a slow start, but uh, showed some flashes later in the season, and the Bills are going to need him to be able to produce moving forward. It could be that similar type of draft for the Bills, even to a lesser extent. Right at 30, if you get an edge defender, they're not coming in and starting day one. Same thing with an interior offensive lineman. You know, hey, if you go with one of the running backs, yeah, maybe they're coming in and being your starter from day one. Or a cornerback, opposite of Tredavious White, coming in and starting off at day one. But even if you draft a cornerback at 30, they don't need to start at the beginning of the season. You still have Levi Wallace. No guarantee that any rookie is just going to come in and win that spot. They certainly could, but I'm just saying there's no guarantee that they will. So... It's just, it's going to be a bit of a wild week. I think when we get to Thursday night, what the pick is going to be at 30, maybe we'll have a better idea then. But right now, there's a lot of intrigue because when you look at the guys that follow the team, they are all over the board and what they are doing. And as I said before, maybe it's the lack of pro day, maybe it's the lack of combine, maybe it's just this is what it's like when you're a fan of a good football team. So, Anyway, I just wanted to spend a little bit of time with you guys on this, uh, recording this on this Saturday. You'll probably hear it on Sunday. Um, I always appreciate you guys tuning in. It's always fun to uh, to catch up and spend some time with you guys. Uh, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you get all of our great shows. If you are not subscribed on YouTube yet, you have to. And I say this because Jay Spence the King is pulling out all the stops for draft week. He's got two shows lined up. Former Buffalo Bill first-round pick, former Pro Bowler C.J. Spiller will be joining the show next week. And then he has got a killer lineup with Jim Manos. Um, if you're not hearing Jim and what he does with Tyler Dunn on the Go Long TD uh, podcast, it's just fantastic. So I just want to put that out there to you guys. But you're going to get that first on the YouTube channel. And those are two shows you definitely do not want to miss with Jay Spence the King. So listen, let me get out of here. I hope everybody is having a great weekend. I cannot wait for the draft. I will be doing a breakdown of each and every pick after the Bills make the selection. So looking forward to that with you guys next week. And, of course, make sure you visit buffalorumblings.com. The crew there is doing all of great coverage leading up to the draft, different uh, profiles on different prospects, and I hope you all are checking it out. Let me get out of here now. Enjoy your weekend, and as always, go Bills. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. 
you can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.